johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, guys, we're back for another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Yours truly, Eric, Jonathan Pavy. We are with big Mr. Safir, ready to rock and roll two days before the honeymoon begins for you and hell begins for me. So let's talk about the honeymoon and then we'll get to the hell and then we'll jump into sports betting. Tell us about the honeymoon, where we're going, why it's a delayed honeymoon. You know, uh, you didn't get married and then immediately pop off. Talk to me, brother. Well, so we did a little mini moon um, in Miami right after the wedding. But obviously we had this planned um, and just decided not to go right away. It's it's good to split it up, especially in the summer, because with us, you know, the hours that we put in into this business and into this lifestyle drastically decreases so it's a great opportunity to just right before football just to get that full week of decompression recharge and just getting ready like we we have a couple of our guys that we know are on cruises they're recharging um you do the opposite of a recharge you do a <laughs> I don't even know what, what that's called maybe it uh could be grammatically incorrect here but an in charge I don't know, but something where the only way you're getting recharged is by torturing your body for a hundred mile bike race. Um, you do that every year and, and it recharges you. I want to be laying on a beach, smoking fine cigars, doing absolutely nothing. We do. So the, to the listeners, I'm sure they want to know. We do have a tea time scheduled Monday morning for, um, the Royal St. Kitts Golf Resort that is bordering the Atlantic Ocean, so the views are going to be amazing. Um, me and the wife both play, so it's exciting. I didn't even suggest it, which I didn't want to do because literally yesterday she argued with me because, and the, again, these are this is to the golf listeners. I played 18. I walked 18 yesterday morning. I then got called because of my spectacular game of late, uh, to be a substitute for the Twilight League. The Twilight League is a nine-hole league that's a season-long league. 
So I was a fill-in. I came a little early. I walked another nine to practice for the exact uh, nine we would be playing during twilight. So that's the second time I played the front nine on the course of the day. Then we played another nine. So I never done this before. I played the front nine three different times yesterday with three different scores. So to those people that are getting new to golf, you don't score the same. You don't close to score the same. I actually shot my best round when it didn't count for the practice in between for the front nine. But she kept texting me because now that we're married, I give her my location. She goes, you're back on the golf course. You went to the office for three hours. You played. Now you're playing again. Now you're home at eight. So I'm like, we're, we're going to have eight days together. We're going to have my undivided attention. Just give me a break. But it, I guess when you're married, it doesn't work that way. And um, so I got a little bit of heat. But at the end of the day, listen, you know, it, time is money. And I was trying to win some money for my partner on the course because uh, come football, there's not going to be that much playing. Well, definitely not going to be any playing on the weekends. That gets shut down as soon as there's Sunday football and Saturday football. So um, I'm very excited. It's it's going to be a great week to just recharge. The weather looks good. Uh, we're going to be there for eight days and listen, just eat a lot of good food, smoke a lot of fine cigars, and just kick it. That, that's really my motto for the trip. Well... What I'm going to do is get up at five and four in the morning. I'm going to go Thursday night. I'm going to go to bed at, I'm going to attempt to go to bed around five. And then I'm going to wake up, eh, I'll probably say five, but I'll probably go to bed around 7 p.m. And then I'm going to wake up at 2 a.m., get ready, drive down to the beginning of the starting line around 4 a.m., and then get on the bike at 5 a.m. I hear Troy right there in the background. Troy, what's going on, brother? What's going down, guys? How's I'm, it, I'm uh, giving every I'm giving everybody the breakdown of how this race is going to go. Troy's going to be one of the right. largest donors of this race, putting him live on putting him live on the spot. I'm going to go to bed around five six o'clock. We were trying to get your son to do it this year. I didn't hear I heard crickets from him. One thing I noticed about the the commonalities of the crickets I hear. You and your your son and Big Mike have one thing in common, wives. So you get a lot of the crickets. Um, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's experienced that uh, in so many different levels. Uh, I talked to him last night around midnight, and he's still up putting furniture to get furniture together from uh, IKEA. So I'm like, what are you doing? That's beautiful. Well, so yeah. the well, I was telling them I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. Be at the starting line at 5 a.m., 120, 110 miles. They changed the route a little. They call it a century. It's over a century from Baltimore, Maryland to the eastern shore of Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. It's my eighth year doing it. And, uh, you know, what can I say? Monday, I'm going to be 50 and a half. So, you know, there's all these guys I'm hanging with. They're riding. They're 25. They're 30. They have no idea. I tell them I'm 50. They do a double take. They can't believe it. But, you know, health is wealth, as you and I were talking about, Troy. You know, you can have all the money in the world, but who cares if you're not healthy? So right. that, Mike is going to go it. on his honeymoon on Friday. I'm going to go to hell. I enjoy, Actually, as Mike said, I'm sadistic. I like the hell. I like pushing myself. I like that whole, you know, 
not eating for 24 hours and then being in extreme cold and then being in extreme heat. And Mike's going to be at the beach on his honeymoon. He's leaving Friday morning. Mike, I'm still waiting for the donation. I guess you can't find the button like Troy either. Maybe I'll have to tattoo it on your arm. Between the two of you, I'm Ofer right now on the radio. I got two guys on the radio, Ofer. Haven't gotten a dollar from each one of you. But uh, before we get into that, let's talk about Troy and the life of a professional better in hell in Las Vegas. Um, how's baseball been treating you? Good, good. As you guys know, it's uh, our product, you know, pretty uh, slow pace, but We've had uh, right now up up at All Star break. We're around eight percent ROI positive. So I know for most of the uh, folks out there in the sports gambling world, that's a pretty boring process. But uh, we're doing really well. Uh, a couple of these underdog teams and things like that uh, kind of crept up on us. I know that is your expertise, but uh, Oakland and Kansas City have kind of been our nemesis uh in the first half but uh that will all work out by the end nemesis as in when you mean when you're fading those teams you're you you with the big prices and when they win yeah we're we're usually betting against those guys at, at least well i mean i if you don't mind me asking i'd like to delve into that for a second i just on the oakland so oakland's 28 and 75 so are you just unfortunately playing? I mean, you've only had 28 losses. If you if you bet against Oakland, you've only you've only lost 28 times. Or is it what I always say? Because the line is so high and the odds are so high, it's too hard to overcome. As they've been a dog, um, they're 28 and 74 as a dog, and they're 0 and 1 as a favorite. So they've only been a favorite once. So I imagine. Well, I'll let, I'll, I'll I'll let you speak. So tell me how that how Oakland only winning 28 games could be a nemesis. Yeah, I mean, the the problem for us is, you know, the majority of, of what our algorithm produces, as you know, and Mike has seen, is, you know, we're on favorites that should win, right? You know, all the perfect scenarios. And when we do get lines that are creeping up around 220, um, you know, we're, we're betting our team, our favorites, uh, at minus a run and a half. And it's crazy because, you know, uh, a, a few teams here in the basement in Major League Baseball are, when we lose, we're losing like by two runs or three runs. And, uh, we just got to move on and pass it. But Kansas City and, and, you know, Oakland have beaten us up a little bit. I think I've lost between those three te- or those two teams. Uh, and I think even uh, we had San Francisco kind of in the mix. Uh, we were betting against them. But um, those three teams have kind of slowed us down. We would have probably been around 15% plus ROI for the first half. But, you know, Oakland and mainly Kansas City kind of got us. But I know because we talk every day, I know you and, and uh, Big Mike have been killing it. Uh, in baseball on the underdog. So I'm glad somebody's winning on those teams. So let me ask you, because I, I just want to get into this. I've said this on several videos before. And again, everybody, if you don't know my man, Troy, I'm a professional better. He doesn't sell information um, unless you, you, know, you know people that know people that know people and you can get a hold of him. And you could if you knew me. But, you know, the, the bar to, barrier to entry to dealing with Troy is very high. I've seen Troy actually 
return money to people that have paid him for his algorithm access because he didn't want to deal with the uh, drama and the shenanigans. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say it any other than you're a man's man when it comes to betting. You want to hear nothing from anybody. If they don't understand the system, it's just not for them. So with that being said, I've talked about the teams in the bottom of division being the most profitable teams. So for instance, Colorado, Washington are the are just money makers. Even though Colorado played Washington yesterday and blew that game, but like Washington's the last in the NL East, and they just you just you just print money betting on Washington, while Atlanta at the top of the division, you just lose money betting on Atlanta. So, and I've asked you this off air. I'm asking this for the listeners on air because there's a lot of new betters that listen to these shows. If I've basically proven what, and you actually agree with me, that betting dogs is, is, the, is the easiest road to profitability betting, betting the entire season. Like in the last 30 days, I, am, I didn't do today's numbers yet, but going into yesterday, um, I think I was 29 and 27, uh, 29 and 27, up two games in the last 30 days, up. 15 units. So that means I bet every, you only bet underdogs in the last 30 days. You've won 27 games, Troy, 29 games. You've lost 27. You're betting a dime a game. You're up 15,000. So you're risking 15,000, $50,000, call it, and you're up 15,000. So you're up 30% versus that 8% just betting. On the season percentage-wise, I'm probably up around 29% for the season. Versus that eight percent. So the question that I have for you on air, if you want to answer it or not, is when do you employ the fact that the hard side is always the favored side and the easy side is always the dog side? And then you have a guy like me that's going to always be on Oakland, is going to always be on Kansas City. I gave out Oakland on YouTube the other day. I had a thousand views, and you know they won the game easy. Uh, of course, cherry picking, not playing every game. But when do you employ with your quant guys and your computer programmers for the maybe future baseball seasons, the fact that it's not going to be solely based on climbing up the hard side of the mountain. Yeah, it, it's really hard. I mean, I, I really have it easy. Uh, our software and, and program runs and it, it really, uh, it, it really separates teams pretty clearly. Now, you know, you know, there's outliers in there and in teams that shouldn't win, win that's gambling, right? We've talked about that a million times, but um, the, the, the thing is I really never look at underdogs. Uh, so it's hard for me. I, I rely on you. I rely on you guys for that type of information, but you know, I, I think that if someone's going to go down this road, uh, as a new uh, sports gambler, the best way is exactly what you said: is looking at underdogs because of the value. And well, but let me let me of, let me let me let me just let me not cut. I want to not cut you off, but I want to just make a point before you continue. For the yeah. listeners that they don't, so my question is: since you're not the one, you you have the algorithm and you have quants on the payroll. My my question to you is. If you go back since all these shows are archived, I've been saying for the last 10 years that if you blindly bet all 
underdogs or you blindly bet all favorites, it's always going to be 60-40. So now, as of this morning, 1,477 completed baseball games. The favorites have won 58.6% of the time, and the dogs have won 41.4% of the time. So when you say you don't look at dogs, what you're basically saying is, I'm only looking at 60% of the pie, and I'm ignoring the other four. It's not like it's 80-20. It's only 60-40. So my question is, I'm I'm just pressing you on this, and then we'll move on to another subject, is when do you – because you employ these quants who some of them happen to live in Baltimore. It's just ironic. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. do you call these guys that are around the corner from me that I can't even know their name? And they're, I probably pass them at Starbucks, but I'm not allowed to know who they are because you're so secretive. When do you call these guys up and say, wait a minute, Eric has been talking about this for 10 years. It's 60-40. We got to implement. That's the question I keep asking you year over year, and I'm trying to get an answer. Yeah. And you always say the same thing. So I'm asking you again yeah. on the air for the listeners. Yeah, it's uh, we're actually, you know, uh, my son, the, the newer newer generation, we're we're working on that. I mean, you've, you know, have brought up so many wonderful po- parts of the underdogs that you've got, you know, his attention. Um, it's 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 a fact. I mean, underdogs are definitely um, the way to go on the investment side of things, where you're not putting up as much capital and your returns are obviously two to three times more uh, to your advantage when you win these games. So uh, it's definitely, we're working on it. I mean, we are changing uh, a little and with, bit. Of I mean, with that being said, with that being said, you are profitable and I'm not taking away the fact that, but what I'm saying is I don't know if your profitability wouldn't scare off a knobby, a novice newbie sports better being able to do that war of attrition, like I'm going to do that bike ride on Friday, where right. you know you're just grueling through to get to the to, to see the the promised land. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It's um, it's definitely you know I've been you know getting your information on the under the underdog since we've known each other 20 years, and you know um, it's it's a 1,000 percent valid. It works, and you. Since I've known you, uh, I haven't seen you lose a year in baseball. Well, Sometimes but the flip side, but the great. flip side is, but the flip side is, yours works too. So I'm not saying I'm saying in terms of the the newbie out there, they both work. The path yeah, to how they, they work is yep. completely different. So what I'm asking you is, do you agree that from an information selling point of view? you got the harder road, which is why you've literally driven to people's houses and handed their money back and said, leave me alone. Yeah, right. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. So for the the novice, my model would not work. Not at all. It would be, like you said, too grueling. Right. For another guy that's got a million dollars and he's up 80000 he's delighted. He's made 8% on his he, money. Those are the clients that we have. Absolutely. Yeah, those folks are a different kind of breed and going back to what, you know, Mike always says, you got to treat this like a business and you got to be disciplined and structured. If not, then you're just, you know, hate to say it. It's like you're pissing into a fan. It's not going to be pretty. Well, just let me, let me give you some numbers here. I got a good friend and client Cal in Kansas city. 
He does. You asked me where I get the numbers from. He does the numbers on a weekly basis. So last week, if you bet every underdog with no handicapping, Troy, you were 47 and 48 and you won $12,000. If you had bet all the favorites and you were 48 and 40, 48 and 47 up one game to win a thousand, you lost $13,000. So last week it was exactly 50, 50. 50-50 gets you minus 13000 at a dime a game or plus 12000 at a dime a game. And and my question to you is, that's that. so that's a weird week because it should be 60-40. There was basically 100 games played, and it was exactly even. So dogs killed it. So overall in the season, what's interesting, if you bet all favorites, you're 879 and 644 with a winning percentage of 57.72%. Listen to this, Troy. You've risked two million four hundred twenty-seven nine hundred and fifty thousand, with a total net loss of one hundred and thirteen thousand six hundred and twenty dollars, with a return on risk of minus four point six eight percent. So that means favorites are minus almost five percent on the season. Now here's where it gets crazy if you don't spot play. Last week, if you bet every dog, and I think two weeks ago the same thing just weird last two weeks where it's about parity 50-50. If you bet every underdog and you flipped it, you've risked $1.523 million instead of $2.427 million, with a total loss of $42,250. So what, what I'm get, getting at, Troy, is both sides are losses. You're down 2.7% if you bet every dog blindly. And you're down 4.7% if you bet every favorite blindly, which basically means the sports book is just loving it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, it's taken 20 some years, but the reality is the money that we're putting up is different and it does work. It's just a real grind. And uh, but for the betters out there and the new people that are coming uh, into sports gambling, uh, the underdog is the way to go. But you, there has to be some sort of control. In, in your guys' cases, it's better for people to get the information from people that do it for a living, like you folks and the people that you guys have in your group uh, or who you have throughout the world, uh, have them do the dirty work. You know, that's the same thing, like giving your, you know, uh, money that you set aside for your uh, guys that manage your money, your financial guys, they do that for you. And you guys do this seven days a week. Uh, you know, I know how many hours you put in and it's a lot. So um, they, the folks should, you know, kind of look at that as a, as a real viable option. Anything you want to add quiet, Mike? No, I mean, so, you know, to me, you know, I, I love listening to different perspectives like we have on the show. Uh, everybody has just a different side of how to actually scalp the market. And that's true in basically every other financial trading, you know, program, algorithm, day trader, um, a guy, you know, in the trading markets when somebody is actually scalping the high or scalping the low. Um, it's different, but in a way, it's the same. There's people in sports that 
find their edges from finding the best price and getting it in early and putting in super large volume. And then you have guys like Troy, that's the reverse. They're, they're running an actual algorithm, which I've seen it in person that you have to put in different data entries every day, even though it's got the backbone of, of what it produces, but you still have to update it every day. And it produces a certain game with a percentage. And based on that percentage, they, bet the game or don't bet it. They may only have five or six games a month during football that they even bet. So for a, excuse me, for a, a daily production for, for us reciprocating the information to the client, that five to six games a month is not very appealing, but to a pro better like Troy, he doesn't care about feeding the client every day. He Listen, wants to we got to stop the show. I just got a donation. I just got a donation from Troy. Now I'm waiting for Mike. We're going to guilt you on the radio. Mine's coming. Yeah, Mine's he, coming. He sent a dime, less two zeros, but still, my man. Hey, I, I, thought, I, hit, I, I thought I sent a thousand. I was sweating like, what the hell did I just do? Uh, it would have been for a good cause. Hey, absolutely. 100%. So go ahead. I didn't mean to cut Mike off. We're having some fun here. Go ahead. Well, that I mean, that's just the, the premise of the show is we try to be diversified. We don't claim to be the, the know-it-alls of the sports handicapping world, which there's a lot of know-it-alls. There's guys that claim they bet millions of dollars of games. They never lose. They have inside information. All that stuff is hogwash. I don't believe it. It's all marketing hype. It's all smoke and mirrors. There's no legitimacy to it, unfortunately, because of the legalization of gambling across so many different states. There's going to be a lot of naive people that believe that. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that people prey on the weak and they don't actually do what we do and have connections to the people that we have and literally produce volume and reciprocate all those selections to, to our clients through the platforms of these groups post the games. We're just the mediators because at the end of the day, most of the guys, I'd say 99% of the groups that we deal with have zero to less interest of talking to the client and managing risk and coaching them through it and telling them when to not play the game because the line is gone or buying to the money line or whatever it may be in our different connecting sources. Um, we're the guys that are on the front lines dealing with the clients. We're coaching each one of the clients to make sure that they're, they're getting the exact price that we post. I mean, it really is not as relevant during baseball because the price is to win or lose. But when it comes to football and a lot of our work is done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the weekend, we're getting in that early price. If the price increases to our favor, we're betting the game again. So the only way that you're going to see a large betting ticket or what those so-called cappers call a lock. We don't have a lock. We just have an increased wager size based on the price getting even better. So if the Ravens are playing and we're getting them in at two and 
all of a sudden they're getting two and a half or they're getting three, we're increasing it. We're, we're just, we're not doubling down the wager. We're, we're doubling down the price. And that may mean that there's a injury and that injury could be already factored into the spread. That's our job to find out is the actual injury factored into the spread that getting him at three is even better. And just to give the clients or our listeners the understanding of what the thought process is, let's say the Ravens are playing at Indianapolis and they're getting three and a half points on Tuesday. And we like that as it is because we factored in that home field advantage for Indianapolis is worth one and a half points. Um, the rookie quarterback that they're starting this year is only worth a half a point. Um, stuff like that. So you're already factoring in, is it already completely totaled in when that spread came out and we like three and a half minus 105 because we got to reduce juice on four different sites that we're using. Perfect. We put it in. Then let's say the starting running back, Jake Dobbins, is out. So now for whatever reason, the line went to four. Well, how many points is Dobbins worth? Is he worth more than a half a point or is he worth more than a half a point? If we don't think that he's worth even a half a point because you have a stable of running backs that could fill his spot, and now you're getting four minus 110, we play four minus 110. So that's just some of the thought process that goes into this that creates our volume model. And again, the Ravens could come in on Sunday and lose by 20. A guy that's a gambler, that is short-sighted, that has no knowledge of what market edge betting really means is going to come to me and say, I can't believe it. Not only did we lose one bet on the Ravens, we lost two. You suck. That is the typical irrational non-thinker that will never make money betting sports. That guy is putting too much leverage. When I say too much leverage, we're averaging 2% of your bankroll per play. So whoop-de-hoo, you lose 4% on a game. The point of it is, is the homework was done correctly and if you have a thousand game sample size, you're going to win a lot more than you lose when you have an actual strategy and system that we follow strategically. Why do I know this? Because I've been doing this for many years and year after year, the strategy has been profitable. So for those that think they can come in and have an opinion based strategy where it's just off feels alone and, and listen, we have guys, Troy, you don't see this firsthand because you're not on the front lines dealing with the clients, but I, I couldn't tell you how many people call me on a Sunday morning and they say, I'm a winner in NFL football. Winners don't pay us. Winners Wait, can, don't I stop you right, can I stop you right Go there? Ahead. Go ahead. So, Troy and Mike, you'll appreciate this. I got a text a couple of days ago from a uh, not a client, not even a potential client, and a nice guy. But he said he's been wagering for eight months. He's down fifteen thousand. Again, I don't know what that means because it has no reference to a bankroll. And anyway, then he proceeded to tell me that he wins. He has a system, <laughs> and 
He's only been doing it eight months. And I said, you're not betting because you want to make money. You're betting because you want the ego of being right. Confirmation bias of your own bad opinion. One thing about Troy is there is no, there is no opinion. Troy's using computers and we've, you know, we've seen those computers in action. So back just to not to interrupt, but when you said when everybody has a system, the system is they think they have a system because they want to be right. They don't want to win money. Anyway, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. Well, yes. And I think it's even more than that. It's not really a system. It's more of a, they're called manual handicappers where they, they pull up their, you know, uh, statistical internet site where they're seeing data and they're seeing the win loss record. They're seeing the against the spread. They're seeing the history between the teams. They're usually usually locked in on last week's performance, like most manual handicappers do. And they say, oh, well, that team blew out that team, and they they upset a huge team. They're definitely going to bring it again this week. And it's like the late Brian Blessing, you know, uh, bless, his, uh, bless his heart, man. He was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guy that, that that left this this planet way too soon would always say, throw out last week, throw it out. You have to look at every single week as a snowflake. Everything is completely different. You can't look at last week's performance and judge it going into the following week. And most guys that don't have a lot of you know experience in this business and guy trading for eight months. You know, it usually happens the same way. You get hot early, you think you got it all made, and then you end up losing it all back because we talked about this on the show last week. All the legal betting sites, if you take money out, they hit you with the 80% boost of a parlay. The main screen always shows the biggest play trending today. It's all, it's no different than you walk into a casino and you see those lights and you see all the all the big jackpots that you could hit and you see all the people throwing money around and everything is lure. You, you ever watch my video? Bet, bet, bet. Uh, Troy loves my video, the glitz and the glamour. Every yeah. time Troy talks in it a hundred times. It's, it's, I, I tell everybody, I tell everybody to go and watch that video. That's my favorite video. Cause it's, it's it spells it, it, it is, it, it, it is the glitz and the glamour. You get off the plane and you know you have the, obviously it was a bigger deal before the legalization of wagering, and uh, you have this concept that you're going to hit it rich. And uh, you know again, it's 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 like the stock market, fear and greed. But you know I will say going into the upcoming football season, and just since we have you on the show this week, Troy, you know talk about why the average person would hate your football because I mean it's you bet yeah I mean you had more yeah. college last year. But I'm not talking about the yeah. results. But, I mean, like, what's a big day of action on the weekend for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, – well, the action uh, doesn't start till about week four or five. So right then right. and there, I'm losing about 99% of the action gamblers. Uh, right. So, so the software can build up, you know, a data, uh, a data trend that is consistent – and then after that, you're looking at maybe the very most we've ever had was in 2000. I remember that. Uh, we had a total of 17 games 
all year. That was the most that we had in NFL. But our norm is between, I would say, around 9 and 12 games all year. So not real exciting, you know, kind of worse than watching paint dry, but very effective, very strategic, very dialed in. And, again, going back to, you know, what Mike always reiterates, I know I've heard it when he's talking to clients, is, well, well, well let know. me just say this to you. Before you say that, I'm looking at your site, which I won't give out on the air for your personal yeah. benefit. Um, yeah. We'll just take uh, we'll take a September and an October. September of okay. 2018, you were 6-2. and two. You had eight plays the entire month. October right. of 2018, you were 1-1. One one. <laughs> you had two plays. November right. of 2018, you were 3-0. You had three plays. December of 2018, you were three and four. You had seven plays. And then the January of 19, you were six and one. You had seven plays. So the most plays you ever had in a month in football were, was eight in that particular year. It was eight. It was eight, eight September, two October, three November, December seven, January seven. And again, if you're betting a hundred thousand a game, no problem. But it doesn't work for right. a guy, a small better. Well, that's just it. And you know, uh, I have a business partner, and we talked about that. And I'll keep his name out of it. But the reality is, you know, the three of us were on a call the other day, and and like you said, you know, back in the day, you know, the Rob report and all that. You know, trust me, I want to have a Lear jet and fly to uh, Jamaica. Well, the reality is that's never going to happen. I'm going to be a guy that kind of does very well, but kind of grinds through it. But a guy like David Miller, I mean, that guy, he could hit a home run in a weekend and make a few million dollars pretty quickly. Mine is. Yeah, but it's not. But again, Mike can attest to this because Mike teaches the mentorship. The few million dollars on $20 million is still only 10%. Yeah. Or 1%. Right. So, I mean, let's not get carried right. away. Mike sees what it kind of, I mean, what do you think he moves in a weekend, Mike? Three million, four million, five million? Easy. Easy. So when, you know, he's talking about making 7% on a weekend and on Saturday he makes 70 grand, his average handle is he's making 7% on his spin. So he's betting a million dollars in action to win 70 grand. Most people, like you said, Most, they don't want, they they don't want to hear about it. 7%, 8%. That's why it's it's we're very good at we cherry pick. So look, the, mm-hmm. the, we cherry pick, yes. But the first couple of years we did this with him, it was all or nothing. We thought you have to play everything and and put it all in. And what a lot of clients couldn't handle it, you know. Now we tweaked it with so many years in that now we have a formula that's now worked. I mean, look at NFL last year was incredible and. At times, you know, I've never had a better, uh, that I can remember, a better NFL season overall. And I do believe for college football, we're going to dial it in. We're finding the largest edges only um, because we want that three to four to five point overs edge, over-unders edge um, in college football. That was the big hitter last year. I mean, it Think about it. I mean, in, in any financial outlet, when you get a stock price by 50 cents, 
two dollars better than the average going rate, you're going to jump up and down. I mean, it's the same thing. I with- mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at NFL last year, Dave, for what we released uh, was 125 and 96 and 10, 56.6 percent plus 32 units, which is amazing. It's inc- yeah. I mean, you know, you can't say NFL. Isn't that funny? That's that's NFL. Everybody says how hard it is to win. I mean, Troy, you can even 56.6% up 125 and 96 and 10 out of 231 NFL bets. It's not bad. That's strong. Yeah, that's strong. I mean, again, that's the the analogy that, you know, I always steal from my son and, and Mike beats it like a dead horse is, it's like you going through New York City on a Friday at 2 p.m. How many lights are you going to blow by? Not 100. You know, you're going to hit red lights. And it's after you hit those red lights is what happens. How many more are you going to hit? And the reality is with our business and guys like Dave, myself, and a few others that are very limited out there that you guys have access to, um, we're not trying to hit home runs. We're trying to hit base hits. And we're trying to do that constantly throughout all seasons of all these sports. Yeah, and then the dog side of it in football, like with me, you know, a lot of people are hyper-focused on win-loss percentages. And they don't understand when you're betting dogs, you're always going to be down money, down games, excuse me. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I was 121 and 161 last year, up 200 units, down 40 games, betting underdogs on the money line in football and basketball. Yeah. And so it's very hard, like I said, for people. I think that's the biggest thing for people and is that a new better thinks the way you make money is by picking more winners than losers where you have guys like Dave that make millions going 55 and 56%, which is basically yeah. flipping a coin. You're even. Hey, I got you know, a question for, I got a question go for you too, because I, I was going to ask it off the air anyway, sometime this week, but like, what have you guys seen trend wise uh, for these cities that are either in question, like Florida, like, I don't even know what the status is with they, what they're, gambling uh what the laws are i mean basically if you're if you live in a republican state you don't like money that's it i mean i'm not getting into politics but republicans are bozos they're bozos i know you're a diehard republican but you're a bozo when it comes to gambling if you're red you're a bozo you want to stay in the red you want all the green to go to the blue states again i'm not political don't send me any hate text i'd say i mentioned uh uh, my politics on my uh, YouTube video today in reference to my bike race. But other than that, no, it is truly amazing because from a political point of view, from someone uh, who's not actively involved in politics but follows it closely, you know, you always hear about pro-business, 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 pro-business. You know what it is? It's pro-BS. Ain't no Republican pro-business. B-S when it comes to yeah. gambling. Because if that was I mean, the case, guys, the first states that would have went legal would have been Texas and would have been Florida. BS. Go ahead. Have you guys noticed, like, your clientele, Mike, and, and you, I mean, like, have you seen your uh, numbers go up in the last three years, like double, triple? Like, what 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 has happened for you guys? Have you In terms of subscribership? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you have a you you. Okay, listen, I'm 50 years old. You're 55, and Mike's 40. Yeah. Me and you and Mike are. Mike had a bookmaker in high school. I had a bookmaker in high school. You had a bookmaker in high school, or you might have been the bookmaker yeah. in high school, since you're from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Right. Bottom line is, we know that world. That old school world doesn't exist in 2023. If you're 20 years old, or you're 25 years old, or you're 26 years old, I have a client in Cal in uh, New York City. If he might be listening, uh, uh, Brett, you know, 26 year old businessman, he's not going to have a local bookmaker. He's going to open up a legal sports betting account, and with that, you're trading with real money. And what the big difference fundamentally is, you're not trading on credit. Now, the cool thing about it is, these new gamblers, it's a blessing, it's a curse. They have the legalized sports wagering, which allows them to not hang themselves with credit and never, quote unquote, owe the man. But then they don't have the advantage of the leverage to press like a Dave Miller would to be able to take advantage of the lever the credit that he has access to, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. You know, when I was 15 years old, I had a bookmaker that gave me $500 a week with a $25, you know, I wasn't making 500 a week at 15 years old, but I was betting sure like I did. <laughs> you know, now if you don't have the money, the two grand to put into the betting account, you're just not betting. Right. You know, how many times you get stuck with a bookmaker? Hey, give me a few weeks to pay you off. I got to make right. a payment plan. Those That world does not exist. Right to these new betters, so you're 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 dealing with a 100% non-leverage trading vehicle. Where before, that's why when a client calls the office and, he, and I say, "What do you bet a game?" and he says, "A dime," and then I say, "Do you bet local or do you bet legal?" and he says, "Oh, I, I have a guy I meet with every week. What's the credit line?" Like I had a lawyer call me from Houston yesterday. You know, one of the states in Texas they don't like money um, when it comes to gambling. You know, so I knew when he was in Texas, he was definitely not, you know, dealing with a legal sports book. He says, yeah, I have a weekly credit line of a 15,000. Well, let's think about that. You have a weekly credit line of 15,000, which means you have access to a 0% interest credit card of $780,000 a year. Because that's what it is. It's a $780,000 loan a year that you're just playing with debit plastic credit. How much could you afford to actually take to Vegas if that didn't exist. Oh, I have a $5,000 bankroll. So this is where it gets, that guy could hang himself and wind up owing somebody a lot of money and being put on a payment plan versus if he lived in New York and he only had 5,000, he would just open up a, an account with 5,000. So that's what we really have noticed is the difference in the fact that you're dealing with fully funded cash betters, which they better be right with their money management because you can't, you can't bet from the negative. If I have a local bookmaker and he gives me a $10,000 credit line and I'm down $5,000 on Wednesday and I log into my account and I have $5,000 available credit, I can still bet from the negative. But if I have a $5,000 cash account and I lose $5,000, I can't bet from the negative. Right. Hey, guys, you I got to ask a favor. I got I to gotta jump real quick. I, uh, yes, it's sir, always man. a pleasure talking to you guys. And Hey, uh, listen, you did the most important thing. You made the donation. Hey, if anybody wants to find man. out how to bet how to bet Troy's games, you can reach out to me. You better have six figures or he's not talking. 
Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm definitely not talking. I'm not good at that. That's your expertise, and you guys are great at it. But, Mike, have a wonderful, wonderful uh, vacation. Be safe, and I look forward to seeing you out here very soon. You got it, man. Have a great one. All right, Troy, talk to you later off air. You got it. Bye-bye. Thanks. So, you know, back to what you – Mike, I I get these calls all day long of, I bet a dime a game. It's very different nowadays because you got to figure out what they're working with. How are they working? I know, obviously, from the state that they're calling from, you know, half the battle is obviously if you're calling from Florida or you're calling from Texas where nobody cares about making money in the sports betting world. And obviously, you know, it's local jokel. But for the most part, I mean, the amount of inquiries that I'm getting where people are trying to still take small amounts of money and turn it a large amount of money, you got to keep yourself straight because. It's just nobody really wants to listen to the fact that you have to have gasoline in the engine to make the drive. Unless you're going to, you know, this is not cycling where you don't need any energy other than your legs. <laughs> they, uh, it's, I hate to beat a dead horse, but that's, this is what we're here to do. A lot of the stuff that we're going to be doing for football is going to be educational, like the channel that I already launched for football. There's going to be a weekly video series that you could actually, if you want to learn, you can learn. If you just want to be given the opportunity that you see the games, you play the games, which I'd say a large portion of our clients don't have the time to learn. They don't want to learn. They want to learn how to make money. They want to be told how to make money. They don't want to learn the exact nuances of how to actually do it. If they did, they would do this professionally. And most of them have very full lives. They have no time to actually learn. What they want to do is they want to they want to do a hybrid of learning, which is they still want to know why we're doing what we're doing, but in the reality, the reality is they want to just be told when to bet, what to bet, and how much to bet. And that's the platform that we offer, which is fifty percent educational, fifty percent we're just giving you the selections from all these sharps in a timely manner where you can get them in at the same prices as the sharps are seeing before they even bet them, which is brand new. We've never done this before. There's going to be a 30 minute window for football that you're going to be able to get in these games before the lines move. And we've seen it in the past. As soon as the clients start betting our games that we're posting, the Don best screen lights up like a Christmas tree where you see these markets are moving the prices in real time doesn't mean the spread is moving, but the line for the juice is moving. So it's going to be incredible. I'm very excited. Um, I'm also excited because we are in the last week of July to start doing my uh, little three-minute segment for the Ravens. Just to give you the scoop, because I know your son always listens. He wants to know. Um, right now in Ravens training camp, we have J.K. Dobbins undisclosed injury, which I think is a holdout, like all these running backs are doing. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of drama with running backs, so he's holding out. Bateman is still holding out. Um, sorry, Bateman is undisclosed coming from an injury. He's not holding out um, from last year, so he's recovering, so they're they're taking, putting him basically on a pitch count um, for the actual reps. Uh, our fullback He's coming off an injury. He's being held out. But Lamar, 
OBJ, the rookie Zay Flowers looks great, revamped offensive line. Right now, fingers crossed, everybody is coming off um, the, the, the offseason fairly healthy. Our defense is stacked. We have a lot of talent. Um, we're looking at potentially, they haven't said anything, young, but um, young from the, from the Washington football team, the commanders, uh, I think they're going to release him. That would be a huge edge rusher that we actually need because I'm telling you now, the AFC North is going to be one of those divisions this year that is going to be may produce three teams to the playoffs. Guaranteed to Cincinnati is going to be really good. Cleveland, I'm telling you, it's not the old Cleveland Browns. You have an off season where Deshaun Watson and Cooper and uh, can I say one thing, Chubb? Yeah, can I say one thing because we got a minute left. Last week, Baltimore. I asked you, you think it's a good value to bet them yes, plus still, twenty? Still wait, wait, plus twenty two hundred. That was last Wednesday. You know what it is today? Uh-huh. What is it? Thirteen. Thirteen. It's gone down nine. Oh, no, that's bad. bad. I'm just saying. You believe last week it was twenty two hundred ounce? I believe it. Thirteen hundred. I believe it. I'm telling you, they're hot. They're they're the team to beat. You say it's the Mahomes, it's Josh Allen, it's Aaron Rodgers. No, man, I'm talking Don't about sleep. the Orioles, baby. The Orioles. Oh, what are you? What are you doing? The Orioles. I said what the are you Orioles. Doing? I don't. Yeah, you're complete. You don't even preface what you're talking about. We're talking Last about the Ravens. Week, the Orioles were plus twenty two hundred yeah, to win hot, the World Series. Man, they're hot. Now they're, they're plus. The, they're leading by two. They're the second best team in baseball right now. They're hot. It's them and the Braves. Them and the Braves in the World Series. Let's go. I like that. Be cool. We don't think that that'll that'll be cool. Dodgers, that Dodgers way. Maybe we'll fly down. Maybe we'll fly down to. Uh, to Atlanta Micah and meet our guys. Micah, Micah, Micah can wear his Atlanta Braves gear. He wears it every day about anyway. That. He's gonna, I'm telling you what, he's going to be coming on the show during the World Series if that happens. That that's funny. Coming on the show. Well, like I said, the music. We'll be back next week. Good day and good luck.